Welcome to Futurist episode number one. We talk about Google going to war with Facebook Messenger, what it's like being an analog lover in a digital age, does Uber know too much about you, and are young people really open to polyamory, or do they just like to cheat? All this and more on Futurish. Welcome to the show. Oh my God, this is our first podcast. My name is Pete. This is a terrible introduction. I just realized that, but it's okay. We're going to leave it. Um, okay, so my name is Peter. I'm here joined with me today by my friend Gerhard. Hey guys. Um, what should I say? Yeah, welcome everyone. So, first episode. We're really excited. We've been working really hard, right, Pete? We have it actually, <laughs> surprisingly hard. <laughs> for, for our standards, let's put it this way. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we've put in probably about, I don't know, about 10 minutes a day, like over the past couple of, about past couple of weeks, I guess. That's a lot of time. I guess. Yeah, it was weeks. It was, it was tough. Tough, man. Yeah. <laughs> tough. <laughs> just saying so. So, also, so just, um, just a short info. So we both, where are you? We're in, you're in Melbourne right now, right, Pete? I'm in Melbourne, Australia. Melbourne, Australia. And you? I'm in Helsinki, Finland. And uh, yeah, it's 11 in the morning. And um, I was forced to drink. And I really <laughs> appreciate wine, it. wine, right? I'm drinking wine, yes. What, what type of wine are you drinking? Um, it's a very manly red wine from Spain. Very tough <laughs> and dry. <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs> a bit too tough. We're not, we're not wine connoisseurs. Like, so this is not the type of podcast you listen if you want recommendations or what type of wine. I've no. got my trusty Pinot Noir and that's yeah, all I know I can drink. So it that sounds good. very fancy. I just took this wine. It because does. It was, that's probably why I drink it. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, as a picture of what? Like a, I think a Spanish young man and he looked really serious. and was like, yeah, he's serious about his wine. I should take it. There's the power of branding. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So we probably should explain to everyone what Futurish is about and probably explain to ourselves as well while we're at it because we have no idea. Um, I guess what we're from our opinions, it's it's more of an outlet if for us to talk about the cool new things coming up this week, you know, or cool topics um, that we really inspired to talk about. And whether that's technology, education, um, science, movies, uh, games, so it doesn't matter. I think it's good, quite, that's the thing. I think we have a really broad range of topics, really just what interests us. And we just would like to talk about certain things. So don't be surprised yeah. that, you know, sometimes we have really random topics. It's just whatever, whatever interests us. Yeah, and random discussions about those topics as well. <laughs> exactly. We're, we're generally we're generally pretty much random about things. So, yeah, <laughs> good luck listening to this. <laughs> <laughs> well, Pete, what, what do you have as starting? Oh, so we got okay. Let's yeah, let's, let's jump into our first story. Why not? Let's do it gung ho style, right? <laughs> okay, fuck it. Why not? Oh, yeah, this. Ex- Really going to be for mature audiences. I'm going to swear like a trooper, I think. All right. First story today. Straight into it. 
Google is going to war with Facebook Messenger. So last week it was, actually, no, it was the week before May 18th. <laughs> it took us a while to set this podcast up. Okay, but it's a really interesting topic for me. And it's not just this particular story that's interesting, but the, actually what it means to the, you know, the variety of things and the, um, the future of the topics. So uh, Google unveiled a new messenger app with built-in smart assistant, putting in a position to compete with services like Facebook Messenger and Microsoft Skype. Okay, Microsoft Skype is not a competitor in this angle, but whatever. Um, the app is called Allo. It integrates Google directly into messaging threads. For instance, if a friend texts you to invite you out for Italian food, Google will suggest nearby restaurants. From there, you can choose to book a reservation through OpenTable. It's similar to the way Facebook Messenger allows you to interact with various apps with Allo. Allo. Hello. <laughs> I love the name. Allo. Um, Google is proactively suggesting actions rather than requiring a user to start a chat thread with a business. So... Basically, Google a long time ago had um, Google Chat, or, or it was everyone referred to it as G Chat, but it was actually um, called Google Talk. It was um, a fantastic little chat messenger integrated into Gmail, and everyone loved it back then. And then, unfortunately, they really lost the way and tried to push everyone to Google Hangouts and and really tried to um, try different ways of doing it. So. Um, next thing you know, a little messenger app called WhatsApp came along and just totally demolished the marketplace and is now nearing or just over actually, um, a billion monthly active users a month. So then you got Facebook messenger, which has 900 million active, uh, monthly active users. And so you can see that it's just, it's a huge market. It's in everyone's, um, Pretty much at least one point um, in everyone's life, someone's used the Messenger app, if not daily right now. And so Google's now coming into it and it's really taking on um, the whole chatbot sort of uh, approach. But it's a different approach. It's like now, yeah. like like this article says, it's it suggests action. So if you're a business and you came and you wanted to have, you had a chatbot, but instead of having to request it, um, like on Facebook Messenger, um, Google will suggest it. So based, it listens to your messengers. Well, which is a bit creepy, isn't it? I was going to say that, right? It is. But they've been listening to you and reading all your messages yeah, and emails no, course, for a no, long time. Uh, yeah. So is that good or bad? <laughs> yeah, that, uh, that's the thing. They've been doing this like for years, but I think now it just, you know, becomes more obvious actually. But I'm not sure if how I would feel if I, you know, like ride with you. What is it like this bot? It comes automatically, the suggestions or like... Well, this is not a bot. This is, so Allo is a, is a service. It's like WhatsApp. It's an application for your phone. The difference is, and, and we're, it's actually very similar to WhatsApp in that you don't need a Gmail account or Google account to sign in. It's simple. Just you sign up with your phone number and that's it. Exactly the same as WhatsApp. Okay. So, and that's a big difference. That's a big, uh, that's sort of one f um, line there is actually the make or break. Generally, everyone wants to have a sort of ease of sign up, right? What's the easiest way to get someone onto the service themselves? So with it, how can you, you know, like 
I mean, a phone number, everyone's willing to give that out nowadays, which has privacy issues all around it. But now with Google gone on, it's actually saying, okay, we understand that you, we don't care about the signups initially. We care about people actually just being on the service. And so therefore, you know, they're pro, predominantly a advertising company. So where would they get the money from? And so this is where this chat apps would, you know, is kind of like going to come into play. So I could imagine that's where they're going to monetize this. Okay. So basically, but then this also means that um, the recommendations are basically based on whoever pays more, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, well, that's, that's a good, I mean, say there's two competing services. Yeah. Say, for example, I mean, this is a good example because I work for um, a cinema site. Um, say, for example, you wanted to go um, watch a movie, but you want to watch a movie at one cinema theater, and I want to watch a, uh, and I predominantly use another one. Which one is going to get referenced? The one I would assume that pays more money, right, to Google. I, I, I would think so. And then I guess, like, yeah. I'm not convinced that the recommendations are then, you know, always in the, how do you say? They always take the, best the interest of it. The interest, interest of the consumer, exactly. Mm. Like, I don't know. I, I need. I think I need to to see this app. When 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 is it launching or when when is it planned? It's, it, it says now? this summer. So um, in the this next summer. couple of months. Yeah. So I mean, look. The thing is that because it, that, the, you, you, yeah, you basically have the same now with Google. When you Google something, you have to pay ads, but they are not always right. the best. You know, they're not always the the one that suits you best. It's just the people who pay the most, and. I actually, I've never, I think I've never clicked on one of the paid ads, to be honest. Maybe. No, I haven't as well. But it's, it, I mean, they, this is where chat um, apps actually come into play and have a sort of a bigger incentive as well, because it's a natural suggestion, right? You're talking about movies you want to watch. You talk about, you want to watch the latest X-Men film. And then all of a sudden, Google suggests in the next message, it prompts you to insert a movie time at a local cinema. So whether it's actually suggesting all the sessions and it's just going to pull all of them, that could be a possibility, or it's only going to pull, um, you know, one, then, then that's the thing. I mean, I, I love the idea of this. As a product manager, I think, you know, if I'm trying to get the company I work for, their sessions into the most hands, this is huge. We're going to be on this platform one day. <laughs> I won't say exactly when, I don't know, but um, it's, it's, it's a big, it's the next future of communication. It's the next, um, you know, it's the next social network in a sense, right? Messenger apps. Uh, no, I agree. And I think always, you know, like, of course, you always need some skepticism and pessim like be careful about the things. But if I imagine I chat with someone and, you know, like, okay, let's go to cinema. And I wouldn't care, like, if the if Google then suggests me a time and I could directly reserve a seat, for example, and just, like, yeah, yeah. Um, makes makes the steps so much easier to actually reserve a seat and then you have everything done. Because otherwise, you need to go on the homepage of the cinema, need to find the, the movie, exactly. the time. Exactly. And then step, 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 step. And if, if Google can manage to you know, re reduce these steps, 
then why not? I'm, I'm totally yeah. up for that. And, and, and this is not only Google doing this. So Facebook has recently added chatbots as well. But you, re- you have to manually request it. So you okay. can add a chatbot from a, um, a business and then you, re- you call or you text that chatbot from within a, a conversation you're having with a friend and that chatbot will then appear within the conversation message. So, and Telegram are doing the same thing. Um, there's, they're all very integrated. So everyone's realizing that this is a potential possibility or part of the future, right? Yeah. So, I mean, think about websites and applications. They're all very one-to-one, right? You have to go out and request the service. You either go to the website or you go to the um, application, you either open an application. This new potential future means that rather than it's, it's having an integrated experience where your businesses and the brands you, you talk with and you interact with on a daily basis, um, the people you talk with and interact with on a daily basis all exist in the f- same ecostructure. It's, it's huge, right? I mean, Snapchat doing, you use Snapchat, right? You use Snapchat quite a bit. Uh, what do you use it for? <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. Okay, the thing with Snapchat, I, I haven't figured out where they get the money from. But so for the thing that I'm like, for my purposes, I'm not sure if there's any money. <laughs> like, yeah, they're sending like, stupid like, pictures to friends. Yeah, I'm, I'm not sure that. <laughs> Yeah, I don't know if they can monetize that. Money now. But maybe, you know, maybe it's like uh, for underwear advertisement. Who knows? But um, what's, your, what's your stance on all of this? I mean... But it's with most of this, like just, it's a side topic, but most of these new apps, like they get huge investment, but the bus- actual business model comes a bit later. You know, oh, yeah. Yeah, because sure. the, the business model for them is market share, right? Like how many users, how many active users exactly. can we get? Gener- exactly. The MAU is the key selling point. What's what are we going to do? What's the monthly active users? How high can we get it? And then money comes later. You know, um, mm-hmm. it's a smart business approach because if you think about it, it's a very risky one. They drive up market um, market share. They then go public, get shares, sell out, and then <laughs> whoever buys out the company has to worry about how to exactly. monetize it. You know, so I mean, it, it, um, can, it, it sometimes it works out well, sometimes it doesn't. So yeah, yeah, it's true. So I mean, yeah. So what's your stance on these new messenger apps? Like, I mean, as you know, I'm not a very big fan of social media anymore, um, but I love, I absolutely love messaging apps. I think mm-hmm. it's it's taking the social aspect and bringing it even more social with your close friends, right? So what's your stance on it? Do you see it changing? Do you see um, – you, you jump onto anything, right? Yeah, that's the thing. Like, I, unlike you, I'm, I don't really care what I have. Like I have, I'm using Facebook Messenger, WhatsApp, then the iPhone Messenger, what's called Apple Messenger – iMessage. Yeah, um, exactly. iMessage. Mm. iMessage. Then uh, Snapchat. For me, it's a really, I really don't care. I don't, so it's as long as I'm in contact with some friends, it's fair enough. But I've, I've never really, how do you say, 
it's just uh, one way to communicate for me. That's all, actually. But what I notice yeah. is like um, we, since we have all these apps and and chat, and you know WhatsApp, iMessager, we 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 call each other much less. Oh yeah, yeah, sure, definitely. Much less. It's insane, and it's actually for some people it's awkward to call them. Like if they receive a call, it's really awkward for them. Yeah, it's know. it's definitely changing society and how everyone interacts that's for sure i mean it's okay to text now like you know and i know one of your up- upcoming topics is about dating in a digital age and i mean for me i don't i don't think i've ever actually called up a date when i've had them <laughs> i just text them it's just it's so much easier even if you want to yeah. break up with a girl text her it's no, okay man. It's not okay. This has never been okay. It was like okay when you were sixteen or something. I did it no, as well. No. Well, now it's okay. Well, or if 15. it's a second or third date, you know, like if it's still under like four dates or so, you're good. You know, like you can text them, and it's okay. They even thank you. <laughs> okay, that's true. I think maybe the first first two three dates, but I think I think we can actually. That's a good introduction to the next topic. Yeah, let's get into the next let's, topic. Let's go to dating in a digital age. So. I got this. I think we both have plenty of experience. I think you have more than me. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm not like that. Jesus, painting a different type of picture of who I am. But okay. <laughs> <laughs> Compose yourself, man. <laughs> Jesus, God. <laughs> what should I do? It's 11 in the morning. I already drink red wine. Yeah, yeah. yeah no. It's good, man. So. Fine. I write, by the way, to all the people out there, like we, all the people, probably. All the people. <laughs> like, yeah. People. Hello, our close friends who yeah. probably. I'm Thanks for listening this far. Yeah. Thank you for listening so far. Yeah. It, it will only get worse. So keep, yeah, stick with true. us. So I write, by the way, yeah. So all the articles we discuss, we will find them later on the homepage. We will list them and you can, uh, yeah. Read them as well, and like one article was uh, by posted on the Huffington Post uh, was analog lover in a digital age and why I'm learning to hate dating apps. And when I read this article, so I, I kind of find found myself in the same situation. It was a guy who was um, up until recently he was in a marriage. I was not married, but he talks about like when <laughs> all these dating apps actually came up when he was uh, engaged. Um, Engage with someone, and um, so he found it a bit. He found it himself a bit lost in this dating world, in this dating game, in this digital age, because suddenly um, he had to face like, especially with Tinder. I mean, you you've been using Tinder as well. No, and, yeah. uh, we don't know this experience. You swipe left, you swipe right. <laughs> it's, it's very brutal. Very, very brutal. Like it suddenly, what he said is. Um, he has never felt so sad at some point. So like, um, this uncomfortable, like getting the rejections and you, he didn't know why or not even oh, like, really? or the situations where, you know, like it happens on Tinder, you write someone, it's like no one replies or just like, uh, you, it's like a really low conversation mm. level. And then, you know, nothing happens and you just, you don't know why, you know, people don't really, are not really able to express themselves. And um, I think, like, so yeah, being and like, do you feel like you're more a digital dater or more like still analog, the traditional one? 
I was definitely digital, definitely. And the more digital I go in the industry I work in, um, the more analog I want to go in my personal life. So as you can see, I dropped off a lot of social media channels. I was, you know, um, my I was working in marketing before and I had to drive and lead communities and, and I was kind of embracing social media daily. And then once I got out of that, I, I slowly started leaning to, back away from it. Um, and then I got into product management, or, which is what I'm in now. And then so I'm starting to get away from even apps and things like that as well now. Um, mm-hmm. Still love messaging apps. So however, though, having said that, I mean, unless I work in a, on a dating um, app or whatever in the future, I don't, for me, embracing Tinder, um, is a, it's, a, it's a really good way at, um, you know, getting out there when you're really busy doing other things. I don't go yeah. out as much anymore. Um, and when you do go out, you're sort of surrounded by the really younger audience. So it's either you just go get drunk or, you know, it's, it's very um, – the girls aren't <laughs> the most um, mature, I guess. <laughs> and so for Tinder, you can actually target like-minded people, right? Or in a sense, age, in, in the age group. So, okay, yeah. It's so uh, for me. I don't. I don't mind Tinder, but it's definitely affecting, um, you know, how people approach dating in general. I think so too. And uh, but I think again, um, because also like I think it's just for. I read this book, The Future of the Physics, and it kind of like talks about actually like how technology will um, improve the human race in our society. And okay. I kind of agree. Like I, I got, when I read this, I was like, yeah, actually when you look at the dating apps and I think there's no reason to hate them. I think it's just really, this technology actually really helps to get people, uh, get to know each other, like, and just meet new random people. Much is, it has been yeah. never easier than yeah. before to meet a, someone new, a stranger. And I think the problem is still, it's not the technology, it's still us. It's us humans who makes it actually so complicated and, we make uh, such a fuss about it sometimes and yeah. um, put like rules and games and what you should do, how you should behave and, you know, like all these things. It's not the technology itself. It's always us, you know. Yeah, but that's, yeah, that's true. That is true. There's a lot of games, unfortunately. And it's like, I know we were talking about this and, I mean, games, it's just you can't get away from it, right? How, like, one side yeah, will I'm, always, I'm unless... Well, yeah, sure, but you could you could not play games, but the girl would still play games. You know what I mean? Or she'll yeah, assume you're playing games. It's the conception. She might not be playing games, and it's the conception that you're playing games. Mm-hmm. You can't get away from it. It's it's next to impossible. I've tried so many different times. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I've tried not about a girls and dating, <laughs> but I'm trying. Um, you know, to try to be, just. Learn. I mean, he said in this article that the guy um, was getting depressed because he wasn't receiving replies. But he doesn't um, realize. I mean, no, 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 no. He like he, he met some, of course. But just like he, he, he what is it? He lists a couple of things he got real. Uh, he realized once he started using Tinder. Um, and also like this, this is, I think, uh, also like what my experience a bit like you know. Mm. Um, when I started Tinder, it was actually this year, 
And because before that, I was in a long relationship and I didn't have to use Tinder and it was, came out during that time. And I think... Um, yeah, you used to always give me crap about how Tinder was. And then you yeah, started so going... Yeah, yeah, yeah. And um, so what Tinder reminded me is actually how fucking complicated single life is. No, but really, like, it's like... Yeah, um, but all these dating games and rules, how it's you should behave. Just, yeah, single feed. life nowadays. Yeah, that's not Tinder's fault, but it just reminded me how, how, it's, how it's there and it hasn't changed. Um, uh, and I think what I, what I understand this guy is like, um, I think it's much easier to play games or rules or like play by the stating rules than actually be uh, honest to your feelings and just actually you can show interest, you know, and also accept interest without, you know, sure, getting but, afraid. Okay. If you're yeah, too you know, honest, are... girls freak out. If you're not honest enough, girls freak out. You know, it's the same vice versa. If a guy, um, if a girl's too honest, we freak out. You know, it's there's no perfect way to to do it. Like it's just, it's not. I'm not being pessimistic. Okay, <laughs> I'm definitely not being pessimistic. <laughs> However, it is just a simple thing that everyone learns and has different experiences. And when That's you go true. into dating. When you go into a new date or a new, um, you're really, you're, you're leaving a part of yourself open, right? To potentially being hurt. You're opening your heart, right? And so some people have protectors, natural barriers in front so they don't get hurt. So they put all these guards and blocks up, especially in the first couple of dates. And that's why generally, you know, it's, these are the games. That's what games are. It's a way, it's their barriers to protect Of course, no, I, I totally agree. We all carry some kind of, you know, baggage with us from our past. We all have had our experiences and so on. Mm. But to link this, you know, like with, uh, we talked about this. I think we can talk about this again. Just one example. When I uh, dated this girl and I was on Tinder, I, I decided like, okay, I'll go back on Tinder. I give it another shot. Yeah, it will always do that. It's we'll always, always quit stay. and yeah, come back on. Yeah. Come back again. Well, the thing is, you know, like, uh, so remember I told you, like, we first week we met and we had a great time, really, like, long talks and just, you know, really enjoy. Like, I thought we had a really good time and I think it was beneficial, uh, mu- mutually, this experience. Mm-hmm. And for me, like, um, because the week after, we both were really busy. So I was uh, traveling, I was in a conference and she was also somewhere. And for me, it's like a normal, you know, when um, just like to show interest, you know, writing once a day, like, how are you? Or like, how has your day been? It's just really nothing normal. For me, it's just like, hey, I show interest. I, I want to show Lingy. you. Know, you don't have to, we don't have to play the stupid hard to get games, yeah. you know? Yeah, yeah. And that's, that's just what happened then, you know? Yeah. It totally backfired. Like, it, it actually, like, I wanted to show the girl, like, she can feel comfortable and, like, just really easy going, you know? Just there's no labels or anything just <laughs> enjoy the moment like how you should do it actually and what happened then is totally backfired so you actually you try to show the girl like hey it's all easy there's no we don't need to play these stupid games let's just take it easy so then yeah, we yeah. came back and i called her you remember and then um uh and then i asked her like everything's okay and she's like Wait, no really her. she felt a bit little, little overwhelmed a little pressured yeah no no on saturday when i came back because i want to, to talk about like if we meet on the sunday Okay. You know, and then I already realized, like, okay, when we talked, it felt a bit weird. 
And then I asked her, like, is everything okay? I wrote her afterwards. And she's like, yeah, well, she felt a bit little pressured and overheld because she's not used to so much contact early stages or straightforwardness. I mean, I didn't see anything straightforward. I was just, <laughs> you know, sending once a day a message. Also, I knew she had a test. And I, I, I thought, like, I wished her good luck. You know, it's nothing yeah. bad. You're caring when you... Yeah. Was, yeah. But then you told me, and I remember this, and then there are two opinions, Pete, here. Because mm -hmm. you told me, well, in, it's commonly known in the dating world that at the beginning of, of dating, you barely write each other. Yeah. But, and then I also talked to my, uh, to my sister, actually, and she's like, well, actually, she really likes it when a guy shows interest, you know, like she doesn't have to think too much about it if she, you know, she, if she's in, he's interested or not, yeah, you know. Right. She yeah, right. She just approaches and it's just like, so fucked up, you know. Yeah, but it's the difference. It is, okay, so, you know, both sides are right. And this is where it's kind of very tough. And this is this whole game thing. Both sides are right. However, having said that, is generally you don't, it's not that you not, don't want to show interest. It's you want to limit interest because it's, it's at the start. You don't know enough about the person. So when you go to the, on a date, how you want to get to know them. So you have limited topics to talk about. And majority of um, relationships are kind of like made up of things in common or things um, in jokes or whatever. So they build up your, your, you know, what you can actually talk about over time. If you do it, so one of the reasons you don't do it is you could potentially kill the relationship quicker than it would actually, you know, than normal. And the other reason is you can drive a sort of wrong impression to the other party. So girls, for example, might think you're a bit too clingy. Um, you're thinking, you know, you're expe um, expecting more of a relationship when it's not really one right now. So um, when they might just be seeing, wanting to see how it goes and where it goes. So, I mean, for me, I know that when girls message me every day, even if it's a simple, hey, what you doing today? Like, which, you know, I've been getting... Um, I just, it's, I don't find a problem with it. I don't, I never really think a girl's too clingy myself if she does it. However, um, especially if you haven't gone on a date um, yet, or if you're going, it's only like been one or two dates, it's kind of a bit too much um, preemptive, uh, you know, conversation. You know what I mean? Like, no, no, but I agree with you. Like we had this, like when you haven't seen this person, then I totally understand it because yeah. what's the purpose of writing all the time if you haven't met each other yet? You know, yeah, but so, like you know, but some girls, I get, I understand it from their part sometimes. I mean, some girls feel they want to get to know the guy before they get to meet him on a date. That's fair enough, you know, and it's actually probably a, a, an approach that we should take sometimes. <laughs> but that's the thing. Like, I mean, it's it's different. Everyone's expectations of the platform and what to expect are different. Yeah, of course. That's the thing. I think that's also with Tinder one of this. Um, what happens, you know, like you have so many people, and everyone has so different expectations, and has such a, you know, a different history, so much, you know, different experience. And of course, you meet, and uh, you can be pretty sure that there are going to be differences in one way or another. Yeah, you know. Yeah. But um, having said that, like you know, um, how do you say, like. Getting like feeling pressured or overwhelmed, and I, I had a good friend uh, like, talk with her friend. It's like, you know, sometimes we should forget just like 
in remembering remembering that just take it easy enjoy the moment don't think too much ahead don't you know just then no no one said that we're going to get married next week or have kids and you know and i think this is actually this is actually how it yeah. should be this is actually yeah. going with the flow just take it easy don't you know don't um interpret too much you know like the person oh wow holy shit he's sexy me once a day what does what, that mean what's going yeah, on yeah yeah i'm yeah, going to get married next week you yeah, know what exactly. does it mean just just take it easy. Let, let I used to accept do that. It. Just you know, I used to do that. I used to analyze everything. And the difference I don't, what I don't do now is, <laughs> yeah, yeah, it just does. It doesn't bother me if something goes and happens. Cool. If it doesn't, whatever. It's, exactly. Exactly. I, I mean, my previous whatever it was relationship. I don't know. Um, not long ago, um, actually was really good in a sense that the first time we met. We all built like, you know, we. this is what we were expecting. We don't want to put labels on it and see how it goes. And it went well. You know, we, we didn't. We didn't. I didn't call her a reference her as my girlfriend. It was a girl I was seeing. It was, that was it. And for me, that's enough. So then if the other party, um, you know, also thinks the same, cool. You, you kind of, if you're upfront with unhonest with your opinions at the start, I think that's a really good approach. Some girls yeah. won't like it. Some girls might. I mean, um, but generally just being yourself, I think, is the key factor because otherwise, at the end of the day, I mean, I'm not on the platform to just get laid. I'm on it to, you know, meet someone. I think at the end of the day, everyone else is, you know, exactly. even if they exactly. mean otherwise. So if I meet someone that's, um, that's not really for me, then great. Uh, it's better now that it ends then later when you've got kids and, you know, things like that, you yeah. know? Um, so, I don't know. Yeah, but it's just like, I think having said it, and whoever might, might listen to this, like, I think if you find yourself in a situation, you could also, like, you're just honest yourself and just who you are, and then you get dumped. I think what's important to understand is that, you know, I think you haven't done anything wrong. It's just, like, probably this doesn't, it's not a match. Yeah, it's really easy. Don't make you feel bad that you oh have done something wrong. No, just stick to yourself, because yeah. I think you can always you can always always have the choice if you want to be part of the game or not. Yeah, exactly. And and, I have to be honest. I right, I'm not part of the game because I know myself, and I've never I've never even when I was um I was single like I've, I've never had this concept of dating. For mm. me, it was always like okay, I see an interesting person, and we. Uh, spend time together but i didn't have like oh it's dating number date number i don't know what and this is expected for yeah me. but you i've never had this you know? is you don't do this with multiple girls if you're doing this with one girl that's all right yeah no what, so that's technically yeah. dating because you're you're cutting yourself off from the market in a sense and, and i put air quotes there for those who can't see us but you know what i mean so of course no but i mean probably probably is dating but i've never seen it yeah probably this yeah but, but I've never, I've never seen it as such. You know, yeah, I was just nowadays, like, you know, nowadays people date multiple girls at the same time, and and generally it's like, I think what was it? Some girl was telling me, um, second or third date that you kind of that's it. If you've been on a date and it's, it hits date number three, um, then it's kind of getting semi serious. I think then it becomes if it's date number five that oh wow you guys are now actually boyfriend girlfriend. That's that's generally the rule, and oh, it's, well. it's kind of yeah. I, I get that because in the natural sort of scheme of things, that's generally when you start realizing I actually really like this person. I want to see them more, and um, yeah. Yeah. 
And if it's date number five, then you don't want to see anyone else because you don't want to hurt that person. So it kind of makes exactly, sense. But this you is, know? you know, I think it's just how it is. Mm. For me, I can't. Yeah, I but can't this is like normal. Like if you spend more time with one person, you actually. It's, it's, yeah, I'm also not the one. Like mm. it's, um, but for me, it's just like, again, it's just my nature. Like if I see someone, I see one, and I see how it goes, and then if it doesn't work out, it doesn't, and then you move on. Yeah, you know. But I couldn't. Uh, no, I'm really not the one who can see several. Um, yeah, yeah. Not nice. to player, not to player enough for that. Yeah, yeah. All right, next story. Yeah. Next story. Okay, cool. So Martin. Okay. Sweet. Um, which one should I do? <laughs> Let's do Uber knows too much about you. I realize a lot of my Ooh. stories now um, <laughs> is about privacy issues. Wow. It's not bad. It's important. It's really important. It is. So Uber knows too much about you. Okay. So you use Uber, right? Oh, yes. I love Uber, man. Uh, yeah, same. It's it's amazing. Mm. It's really good. I mean... Yeah. So... <laughs> I mean, okay, so what does Uber know about us? Okay. <laughs> I thought you were leading into something there, and I was like, it's like a funny story. And I was like, are you drunk already? Like... <laughs> no. <laughs> well, no. <laughs> All right, okay. So Uber, okay, this is what Uber knows. Uber has your home address. It has the addresses of the places you want to get to. It knows when you're going to church if we go to church, um, to your boyfriend's house, if to, we the go union, to, church. to the union hall, to the doctor's Ooh. office. And if you're a driver for Uber, it's tracking you for the hours and hours each day. So um, the article then talks about NSA surveillance, national security letters, warrant canary, can, canaries, canaries, um, <laughs> facial recognition technology, um, a police van disguised as a Google Maps vehicle. That's fucked up. Really? Jesus. Okay. Um, the war against encryption. Okay. Government mandated backdoors. All of this stuff, right? So organizations like the Electronic Frontier Foundation, um, you know, put out reports on who's got your back and, you know, the grade technology industry and how they treat user privacy. So there's all this massive, you know, like discussion about, what is meant to be private and what's not, you know? So, I mean, the thing is, like, we we're talking about Google and how they read messages, your messages, I should say, and that's cool, right? Is it? That's the thing. I mean, we expect now Google to, like, read it. It's it's Google. Of course they're going to read it. So we've actually yeah, started to, you know, like, actually accept them except that sort of really limited privacy. It's pretty fucked up. But, okay. How do you say? Yeah, of course, we privacy is really important. But to be honest, I think what many people forget, I think um, even though like secret services such as NSA, CIA, and, and name them all, mm. um, if they're collecting your data... First of all, they're not fucking interested in your in all of us. Like we're pretty boring. And for, yes. second of all, the, the problem, the main problem is that there's so much data or data. How you say it in Australian? I don't know. English. I can't really remember to be honest. <laughs> I said data, data. I don't know. Living overseas data, and here. Data. Did I say data? Okay, yeah. yeah. You said data. 
And um, so there's just way too much. Like the problem they have is actually to analyze it. Yeah. Yeah. Because there's so much um, white noise and it's because of the next information of me driving drunk home. Let's say Wait, you drive drunk drunk. No, no, I ordered an Uber drunk. You okay. know, like this is, this is in the database. Who cares? They don't right. give a shit. Yeah. You know, but I mean, of course, privacy is important. And I think this is Uber. Well, I, I normally use actually really Uber just when I'm out and I'm too drunk and too far away and take an Uber. Mm. Other than that, I don't use Uber. I don't know. I don't use Uber to drive to university or something. And I think it's more like more like the case in the States where you are really need a car and you can't really walk or take public like public transport. Like, yeah. But the thing is, you got to realize, right? So it's not just when you use Uber. And it's not just Uber, mm -hmm. right? It's when you're running the application. So you said you're like running Snapchat, you're running Facebook Messenger, you're running WhatsApp, you're running Uber. Um, what else? Like, there's all this other shit, right? Every single time those apps run, it sends your location to a satellite. And that data gets logged. So Edward Snowden, um, so you, you, everyone knows who Edward Snowden is, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so he perfectly um, actually um, talked about this discussion. He said people's acceptance of technology nowadays, they don't realize what they're actually giving up. And so it's not about, I mean, I mean you mentioned it, for, for the general everyday goers um, of life, <laughs> uh, they don't have to worry about, uh, you know, actually their government tracking them. I mean, we don't do anything illegal. Um, I actually now, <laughs> for the first time, I actually bought Photoshop. It was like a huge monumental moment in my what? life. What? I bought a license for Photoshop, you know. So I always like said when I was younger. A license for furniture. Photoshop, the app. Adobe uh, Photoshop. Photoshop. Yeah, yeah, Jesus. Sorry, I just did furniture. It's yeah, like, for Photoshop. I, I bought Photoshop, you know. Um, no, for Photoshop. Yeah. And so for me, that's actually the last line of piracy in a sense. I, I hadn't run it for a long time, but when I was younger, I couldn't afford it. So in, during you know high school and things like that, I would pirate it. And I always said, when I get my job and I can afford things, I'm going to buy it. And you know, <laughs> now I feel good. You know, I feel like it's just sitting there wasting my money. But whatever. <laughs> but I, I have to, I have to, that's interesting. Yeah, no, it's interesting. It's interesting because I have the same. Of course, when you're a teenager, you, yeah. You do this stuff. You try to get it for free, but now you kind of like try to you relearn to appreciate it. And for example, and especially, and I think it made a big, big difference. Also, like in my approach to all these things, is Spotify. Oh yes. Because for, before that, I always uh, downloaded music, you know, each song or just ripped it. But Spotify showed me like, okay, for ten euros a month, and you pay it, and um, okay, not all independent artists get a lot of money out of it, but they get something, you know, mm. and. And I like to pay the 10 euros a month and, you know, that's fine. So I actually found out, I asked um, Spotify when I subscribed. So you can find, you can email their customer support and you can ask for when you signed up. And I was curious. I wanted another, to know another thing as well to do with my account. But um, generally, they told me it was June of 2012. So that means I've been using it for coming up to four years now and paying for it. So I paid from, from this very start. So that's four years. So if you work that out to 120 times four, it's 460, right? I think. 
480, man. 480. Okay, close. That was not bad. <laughs> it's actually very impressed when I said 460, but okay, fine. <laughs> so, $480. That's how much I've spent on the app, right? Like, actually, more because yeah, I think it's $12 insane. in in Australia. So, it's $480 I spent um, that I would never have spent on in the music industry. So, exactly. That's true. Way more than yeah. Their, imagine imagine three hundred eighty, yeah, four hundred eighty dollars euros. Like, yeah, if you put it this way, I would never, I would have never spent like this amount of money going to a shop, buying an album, or mm-hmm. like downloading on iTunes. Never. No, I would have pirated. As simple it's, as it. That's, <laughs> but I think you know, I I, re, I really like this um, um, this service approach that you know, like you give the customers the same with Photoshop, you buy a license, yeah, yeah. you pay, I think a monthly description. Yeah, it's only, it's a, that's exactly the, it's the difference why I can afford Photoshop now, because I didn't see it necessary for me to spend nearly $2,000 on a, on Photoshop before. Now I pay $10 or whatever it is a month. Yeah, exactly. You know, it's fine. It's 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 exactly. It's, and it's, much it's, thing, it's yeah. small, pretty small. And like, what, what are $10 a month? This is maybe, Two beers uh, or one beer in Helsinki, two beers in Australia. Yeah, yeah, more or less. That's it. And that if you think about it, yeah, actually, you, I preferred spending this money into Photoshop or Spotify or Netflix mm. or name it, than um, I don't know. It's actually, I really like this. I, I think this was the, the big game changer. Also, like to actually limit piracy. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I love how we got into piracy for privacy, but. <laughs> Piracy, privacy. Yeah, it's all the same. But you know, it, at the end of the day, now these applications, the age of being anonymous on the internet is over. It's simple as that. Oh, it is. Of course, it is. Yeah. Like, and that's what I mean. Like, um, I really like Edward Snowden. It's like amazing what he has done. And I think um, it helped a lot to make even applications more secure and more private mm-hmm. even though with the end-to-end encryption in whatsapp and many other like telegraph and whatsoever and it, we will always need people like him but I it's think, a shame um, that he sacrificed you, so much though to actually yeah get to it you know what i mean like just imagine what he's oh, living through and no one thinks otherwise you know they just kind of go about their day but he knows the real cases of it and he's really he sacrificed his life to to do it it's actually pretty amazing no, that's it's 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 amazing. Um, but up until now, and I have to be honest, like up until now, like there's so much data already out there from us, from each of all of us. Even if you pay by credit card, mm. if you just anytime you've been on the internet, any kind of way, you know, you already left a, a like a, a fingerprint of yourself. Yeah. And worrying too much about your privacy, of course, you should have like common knowledge how you protect your the standards. Yeah, but I think you shouldn't worry too much, you know. Like there's much you, you think you can't do, you know. Like you have to be if you. The next thing is what we talked about the the apps with Google, and uh, where they have this um, such so they read your your chat and they suggest like what's the next cinema or a restaurant. Mm. I'm okay course, with that. Though. You say like, let's just say of course it's a privacy issue, but they have been doing this all the time. But now it actually help you. Yeah, but see, you know, I, I kind of actually, actually trust something. Google more than Facebook, for example. You know, I'm not sure. I think it's a close call. Like, I'm not sure if you can. Yeah, but see, it's funny. Either. I, either. I use, I love WhatsApp, right? So, and WhatsApp is owned by Facebook. So Facebook knows so much about me as well. 
but my my sort of practice and the reason the, what I would like to do, my sort of attitude towards privacy, is I'm, I know that my data is being owned by some company eventually, right? But the difference is I want to split it up as much as possible. You know, so I, I'm on Google, I'm on Facebook um, or WhatsApp, and I'm on app, uh, using Apple phone. So all of these three companies, not one company out of the massive three know everything about my life. And that to me is the way to kind of like you split the share up. It's a good approach, yep. you know. It's a good approach. But this thing, it's, it's out there anyways. And yeah. Well, it's just how it is. If they want to, like, they mean, want to read like stupid messages and like you know, like get access to nothing. I mean, for me, it's yeah, you know, <laughs> it's very not important information that I'm sharing out there. So exactly, that's what I mean. You know, I think they're more annoyed by all this useless information we shared and <laughs> what they actually. Probably. and you yeah. have seen yeah. it, like all this surveillance, like you have this um. All these terror attacks happening. Oh, so yeah. all this mass, mass surveillance didn't help at all. No. Because it's just way too much data. Like they can't they can't cope with it. And that's actually we'll, we'll talk about that. That's the main we'll talk problem. about that topic um, I think next episode. I reckon it's a really good topic to talk about how um, terrorism is actually getting um, is actually getting more strength from the amount of data people are sharing. Social networks is yeah. actually backing in some way terrorism, and that, that's a really, you know be really good. But quickly going on because um, I'm going <laughs> to we're not running out of time, and I want to get to your story. But I want to talk about quickly um, Facebook um, tracking non-users around the internet, um, and since it's about the privacy thing, I mean, so even if you're now if you're not on Facebook they now can track you about what you do through advertisements they're going to show on other people's sites. Oh yeah, right. Like they want to, yeah, it's true. If, but even if you're not on Facebook yeah. itself, if you don't, if, if they know what you, it's just like, they know everything now they're getting data everywhere. And I mean, okay. The past marketer in me was, I loved um, Facebook marketing, um, you know, like, AdSense and things like that. No, it's not AdSense. Um, what's it called? It's the ad network, basically. Um, and I loved it. AdWords, wasn't it? Huh? No, no, that's um, Google. So, ah. but... Um, but one, 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 one quick comment on that. Like, with all this advertisement, I don't know how, how, like, how you browse the internet, <laughs> but... <laughs> Actually, Reddit knows all my info. Reddit's got everything. I know. But the thing is, I've never, never, ever, like, uh, clicked on an advertisement. It doesn't matter if you've clicked on it. It's even if it's just shown to you, it's t tracking data about you. Yeah, but, that's the th yeah, but you know, they can show me this shit, but I will never use it. Do you run, do you run um, ad blockers on, on your computer? Oh, yes. A two. <laughs> yes, you have two ad blockers. Holy shit. It's like, what is it called? One ad block. Um, what's a phrase in double condom or something like that? <laughs> double condom <laughs> works pretty well. Uh, yeah. That was a good approach, you know. I, I run um U Block or whatever it's called. So yeah, I, I do it. I run it on my Mac and I run it on my um, iPhone as well. 
But still, yeah, this is annoying. This, well. this, this fact that, that Facebook is now becoming they're, – they're realizing the strength. Google is an ad network. At the end of the day, it's an ad network. It's not a search engine. It's not an email service. It's not a whatever it is. Um, it's an ad network, right? Um, Facebook is trying to do the same thing. And so everyone's pushing advertisements. And you saw that video that I linked to you. We can link it in the show notes about that VR future world. Oh, you mean like, no, that's augmented reality. Yeah, well, yeah. it doesn't matter, but like augmented reality, like the... Yeah, yeah but I mean, this, this was freaky. Holy shit. That's yeah, got to be the was, future. It was freaky. It sucks. And everyone knows what you're going to do and it's going to serve you ads about everything you're going to see. Um, it's going to be the future, right? And that's, but that sucks. Same, but again, Peter, I think it's same. Sorry that I make this reference, but I think same with the dating game. You can always decide, do you want to be part of this advertisement well, thing how, or not? You can't in the future. This for sure. Of course. How, you, well, you, you cut away from technology. That's very difficult to do. No, but, but even like, even though like, um, I'm on Facebook and all this stuff and even if they show me some advertisement, I don't click on it, you know, because it doesn't matter. I know what the, it, the, the yeah, shit that they know what you can do. Um, and, and as a, in marketing, the shit that I could target from what you just generally did, it's, it's insane. It really is. Um, but anyway, next story. Uh, let's let's get into your topic, last story, and um, yeah. Ooh, last story. Well, okay, you you can pick. I can. Um... No, no, you pick. Your, it's your story. <laughs> Actually, two are very similar. Yeah. Okay. We we've I can, got like well, ten minutes. Okay, so we can either like okay, I suggest two. They're pretty similar. Yeah. So one is like uh, we can talk both of them. They're, I think they're connected. So there was one. Um, recent study and you always have to be careful because you always have to understand scientific articles in context but they say like that we can't commit to one person because there's always someone smarter and hotter so there was a study science and it was also linked to an article that says that young people or our generation we're more open to um you know oh yeah what do you say, the polyamory, yeah, yeah. like having several partners at the time, or the question is, or do we just like to cheat? And, um, well, I think. Let me know you what know, you think. A, Go ahead. What's your stance? <laughs> My sense. So I read this, like, you know, like this article and about like all this research that showed like we always are the lookout for partners who are more better suited, you know? But this is just, uh, this is just, uh, you know, this is like um, in our genes, you know, this is our, it's called the caveman um, theory, like, the, you know, like whatever has applied to 100,000 years ago, um, which is like our main function was to reproduce. Eat, fuck, which shit, is, sleep or something. Like that, right? <laughs> kind of fence, like, you know, like you want to. Sorry for the language. <laughs> keep what, like, you know, no, but the thing is, you, you need to, you need to spread your, the best genes, right. you know. So to, so to say, so you always in the lookout for the the, the right partner, yeah. and like the question is like, okay, um, our generation there we really like polyamory. It's like, but we like cheating. I think um, we should be lucky that we're in, nowadays in a generation society we are um, not so restrained by society and by religion. Because if you think about fifty, even fifty years ago, like when our parents grew up. Like they had a picture, you know, like you, you get, you have your boyfriend in your twenties, you get married and you have kids and then you stay together forever. And it was actually imposed by 
religious beliefs, Christianity, or by even society, but really conservative societies. Mm. And not just, you know, through globalization, through the mix-up of cultures, and uh, also like through technology, which penetrate our society in some way. I think it's just like um, a natural thing to happen. You know, it has never changed, but just again, we have imposed these rules that we shouldn't do it. Uh, okay. You know? Firstly, I, um, on one hand, I mean, one side, one hand, whatever, um, I love the idea. I love the idea of settling down with one person and having a happy future. Yeah. I'll always aim for that one over living a single polyamory whatever lifestyle um, where you just kind of like dating multiple girls or dating, you know, like just going from one girl to another. You would, we even just spoke about this. It's the, the dating game, the single game is hard. It's complicated. There's so much drama, even if you don't want it, you know. There's so much drama involved that it's it it's a very young man's game. It is. At the end of the day, it is, you know. Those but then again, I, I agree with you. Like, I'm also, I'm, I'm more definitely aligned to the con- complex, you know, having one person. Because, um, of course, at the beginning, you have this, you know, butterfly feelings. But the longer you have a person, you actually develop an even deeper relationship yeah, where exactly. you become like a stage where you're like a partner. And it's even better than the first at the beginning, mm-hmm. to be honest. I agree. Um, but uh, I think the problem with this article, what they said, like, okay, is it just an excuse to cheat? It's not fair because, like, um, okay, this is our opinion, but I think it's other people maybe might enjoy, you know. Being with several people and oh, of course, yeah, you yeah. know, it doesn't really cultural. But I think it's more the fact com- that um, people abuse the situation. Like, I mean, okay, look at oh, Telegram for example. And a friend of mine told me this, and as ever since he told me this, I could not stop realizing how it's architected. So, your, Tinder isn't about your relationships. Tinder doesn't care about who you meet on the app. Tinder is designed to meet new people. Your first experience when you open the app is new matches, not your old matches, not your, like who you've matched with. Um, it's not, sorry, not matches. It's new potential partners or unmatches, right? So your, your matches, who you've actually been, could potentially be a partner for you, who's agreed that, you, you know, you've both mutually agreed that you find each other some level interesting, um, whether it's attractive or whatever it is, you can you don't get you don't see that you see new partners. So you can have a conversation with someone, and you can start conversing with them for the week, whatever it is, until you match a date. Every single time, you're tempted because it's a new picture, a new potential. Maybe they're better. And that's and that's that's a good keyword because also this concept of. It's new for me. I was told this concept actually through a Tinder date. This concept of FOMO, fear of missing out, mm. is, is uh, coming from psychology. That we at the moment, yeah, fear of missing out. And it's like actually really, it's so true that um, it explains quite a lot. Especially Tinder. Like you never know what's on the next yeah. swipe, you know? You never know. And it also just like uh, evokes this, ah, well, he is good, but who else is yeah. out there, you know? I think this is what Tinder now... the it actually creates this actually this huge world of possibilities. 
And um, but again, then we we tend to think like, ah, oh, well, there's always someone better suited for us, and we forget that sometimes the things that the don't make us perfect. All the flaws, they are the most interesting things. You know, they make each one of us unique. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's the thing which we sometimes forget. And it's just like, not like, oh, we should find someone who's more best suited. I think it's just like, you know, if, if you get along with someone, then be happy with it. Yeah. And not just yeah, try exactly. to always... Or what you said, ch- chase the dragon. Oh, you know? yeah, that, that was Mark. Yeah, it's a, it's a good phrasing. And I, I think it's, it is true. Like, it was Mark. It's... Chasing the dragon. It's up for those who don't know. The dragon is this ephemeral, whatever. How, how can you pronounce it? I'm I'm a little bit drunk, actually. I've got to admit. Um, <laughs> but for for me, it's more like if you're chasing this dragon, this dragon doesn't exist. So the night, this whatever your ideology in this sort of situation, it doesn't exist. So you can continue trying to chase it. Yeah. And never get there and forever be in your current state. Or you could try something interesting and new and different and see where it goes. You know, for me, yeah. I... And I think, yeah. and if that's the thing, is, I think for me what I learned is like important. Like if you meet someone and you have core values you share, you both share and you really care about. That's, it. That's yeah. enough because the rest, of course, we are, no one is perfect and we're quite imperfect. I want to meet but someone. This, I think makes yeah. I think you should always take exactly takes the whole package. Yeah. You know exactly. And um, this, yeah, meet your other half. They call it right. Exactly, and uh, it's not about changing someone, trying to fit the perfect, just the right match. You know, someone who takes you who you are as who you are, and that's it. And then if you found this, then be happy. You don't need to, f- f- don't be afraid of missing out anything because actually you miss out if you don't stick with this person. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I agree. Okay, well, we're at an hour. That was our episode. Oh, we're, we're an hour. Oh, wow, it was our first episode. That was it. That was good. <laughs> Are you a little bit gypsy? Uh a bit, man. But I find this first time I'm drinking something in the morning. Yeah. But how do you say it? It's, well, what's the saying? It's somewhere five o'clock or past five yeah, o'clock. It's five o'clock somewhere in the world. Yeah, it is actually here in Melbourne. It's seven o'clock in Melbourne. Exactly. Okay. Well, you you you're you're happy, but you can go to bed now. I have a whole day in front of me. I can go to bed now. Like it's seven o'clock. <laughs> I, it's, it's weird. Um, I have. Oh, you're, you're old, so. Well, ooh. well, I have a actually. It's a very busy week. Thank you. <laughs> But okay, this was good. So this was our first episode. That's good. Thank you. That was awesome. And um, well, see, <laughs> let's do this next yes, week. So with more wine, more wine. and um, it will be fun. I think yeah. more wine. I hope. Well, thank you, whoever was listening to this. Yeah, thanks, guys. <laughs> <laughs> thanks, guys. It was um, it was a pleasure actually, and we'll yeah stay tuned next week. And um, this is Futurish. My name is Peter. My name is Gerhard, and we wish you a great Sunday. Wait, wait. If you guys want to email us fan questions, I don't know if this is too early right now, but you might want to question us. And uh, um, you know, like, <laughs> um, feel free. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Oh shit, but yeah, yeah. Feel that. free to email us. Um, email us at hello 
at futurish.co. So that's F-U-T-U-R-I-S-H dot C-O. Exactly. And it, like questions or topics you want to discuss, yeah. but also you can find our homepage. Uh, we are on LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram. Wait, we're on LinkedIn. All this kind of stuff. Just, oh, my profile. Yeah. yeah. Contact we just us. go to futurist.co. Um, yeah. you, you, you. So, okay, cool. So that's it. I think, you know, if you want to hear us, uh, hear, uh, let us talk about your questions and just stuff. I don't know. Just, I'm really, I am a little bit tipsy right now. So whatever. Okay. <laughs> that's it. That is Futurish episode one. Thanks guys. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> bye. Bye. Central Park and Fall.